Shit, what episode is this? 27? This is 27. Probably. Probably. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Let, let me talk about uh, Liverpool real quick, and then you can talk about Arsenal, and then we can talk about what the fuck we just saw. What did we just <laughs> see? What did we just it's, witness? It's Vince Scully. It's Vince Scully. Uh, this is Nick Solo um, across the internet from me. Let's get it, man. Yes, Let's get into it. Uh, do we want to talk about what we just saw first, or do we want to talk about just how start with that? It's fresh. It's fresh. Just start with that. Uh, um, let me let me just kind of set the vibe, I guess. Like, like I'm, I'm watching the Brooklyn Nets go down as one of the most disappointing teams in NBA history, <laughs> and I'm like feeling detached from it. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, Sounders play later today. Arsenal's been on an incredible form. Fuck the Nets, whatever. Like, I'm over it. Let's turn on the Sounders game. We look. What incredible! You text me, you tell me, you're like, yo, we're looking on fire. I swear to God, I thought I was watching European football for a minute. I swear, I had that same thought. I was like, yo, we don't look like an MLS team right now. Yeah, we're just controlling, bossing. The little ones and twos, the triangles, the the movement, the finally the passing and moving. We're finally moving with the passing, and it looks so good, man. The rotations. We're scoring early. We scored so early. <laughs> what we scored? What? It was 2-0 by like 15 minutes in. It was it crazy. Was, and then, yeah. And and I was like, this is it. This is the vibe I need. Just some nice, beautiful footy to end the evening right before we record. Hop on the pod. And then I, as I'm like scrolling through Nets Twitter, kind of, you know, reminiscing on this tragic performance that we witnessed, I look up and then they score a goal. <laughs> And I'm like, oh damn, that's crazy. I look over to Kush. I look over to Kush. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. We got this though. <laughs> Go back, look in the Twitter, bro. Right. I look up like 30 seconds later. There's another goal, bro. Like, I don't even. I didn't. The step, like Stefan Fry watched, on that I first watched one both too, goals like, happen in real time, and I thought I was watching a replay. They didn't cut at all, and I the second one, dude. Good. I looked up. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm screaming, bro. Like, what we fuck? we can get into that. We can get into that. But then, but that key going. No, nah, no. Nah. So I, let, let's have you fill in the details then from when I started just kind of like moping around on, on the bird app looking through Nets tweets. But uh, what, what, what went wrong specifically? What changed that made us go from playing like looking like we were playing in like Champions League group stages to having San Jose put four on us, bro? <laughs> okay, San Jose so is garbage. Let's keep it a buck. So they scored a goal on us that it seems like the main way to score against the Sounders is to just drop the ball in the box like gently and watch everyone just like flap around at it because <laughs> there's no communication. It's like nobody has any idea who's supposed to clear what or everybody else. Everybody thinks someone else is going to. For some reason, the center backs are always no in the worst a position. No, 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 no. We do. This is the thing. I love Brian Spencer. He's clearly improving as a coach. He looks, he looked, we looked great out there. We looked absolutely great. We were cruising. We looked incredible. Um, even when they came back on us, we, I mean, bro, we scored a third goal at like 10, 15 minutes into the second half. We were cruising again. And then all of mm -hmm. a sudden, Brian Spencer makes, makes the weirdest change I think I've ever seen in which he takes off Javier Yaga and subs on Jamar, which doesn't make any sense to me, right? Because, that means you're moving Jackson Reagan from right side of center back to left side of center back, right? A right and sided, can you, can or a right footed player, I'm assuming, right? 
I yes, and I also had this quick question because you played. I almost said professionally. You played in college, and you were a center back. And you know, I understand that you know there are center backs who can play both sides, but. Mm-hmm. One, I'm pretty sure playing right center back and left center back is different. And two, tell me if I'm right or not, but isn't there like an adjustment period? Even if you have to play in game, like don't you have to kind of like kind of reset all your angles and kind of like mirror everything over? Or am I tripping? Okay, I see what you mean. Um, I guess that's that's an interesting question. I can kind of expose myself. I always played right side on center back, and like I didn't mean my partner was necessarily always left footed. Because, I mean, that's just because they weren't. They'd also, a lot of times, be right-footed players. But a lot of times, that they would they would always ask me, like, which side do you prefer, like, beginning of the season? And I'd always Uh-oh. take that opportunity every time. And I'd be like, oh, if you're offering, if you're asking me, I'm taking the right side. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I think, um, I mean, obviously, being left-footed, probably, I just like the idea of, like, receiving a pass, especially because there's so much passing that happens between center backs. Uh-huh. I like the idea of the pass coming across your body, you can take the touch and you, you have you just like your hips are already opened up, right? Yeah. You're not swinging across your body to are like right play a ball down the line. Let's let's get the right footed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you get to open that's up. Pretty, and that's you a get pretty to important detail. Kind of you get to see the whole field just, in front of you. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like you get the whole angle from like like from your left back all the way to like your right winger. Like you could hit anything yeah. in that range, you know? Yeah. Whereas like true. you receive a ball on the left side with like your left foot and your right footed, like you have to like, you gotta, like, on like the wrong rearrange side. the hips. Yeah. Yeah. So and I feel like I did a lot of like like I didn't always just hit the 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 right back on the pass. You know, like I would distribute the ball a little bit around. So I just I don't know, I kinda liked it. I just felt more comfortable doing that on that side. Yeah. I guess I wasn't the most two-footed player either though so that might have been part of it but okay doesn't make any sense right like javi ariaga is a left-sided center back he is one of our most experienced center backs you're subbing on jamar who is another one of our most experienced center backs and has the most time with javi ariaga so mm-hmm. why not sub off the quote unquote rookie center back if you're going to mm-hmm. swap out center backs which is kind of weird anyways because kind of sus. I, <laughs> we, we, we talked about Brian. this in earlier episodes you never break up the center back partnership it doesn't make sense to sub a center back during a game so mm-hmm. even if you're going to do that sub off the guy with the least amount of experience san jose ran the same play twice they ran the uh-huh. same play twice where they basically attacked like through that left hand side and I don't. I'm not saying it was Jackson Reagan's fault necessarily, because honestly, everything happened so quickly that like I was I was like shocked and I couldn't believe that it happened twice in a row. But I will right. say they basically attacked down that side, and all of our defenders were just standing there again, kind of looking lost and shit, like every single time. Yeah, I mean, actually, you're right. It might have been a lot to do with the personnel on the field and like their familiarity playing with each other. But I think the team just they kind of shift. They kind of just turned off. They got complacent, and that all started with Brian Schmetzer. That all started with Brian Schmetzer getting complacent and getting like cocky that he can just play like a a newly blooded like young center back. You gonna you know, swap him? Very you little MLS experience. Swaps? Do you even do that in practice? I don't know. I don't. If you don't do it in just practice, get, why would you, know, you do yeah. it in a fucking game? I think that like arrogance, kind of though, like ripple effect throughout the team because the whole team yeah, just looks like, oh, we got this. And then you like, yeah, fall asleep. You get two on you. It looked as though I don't know if I don't know if necessarily know if it was they them taking the foot off the gas, but 
I honestly thought there should have been subs a little bit earlier, and I don't think the sub should have been Jamar. I liked the Jimmy Madronda sub, and I liked the, I liked Kellen Rowe coming on. He actually looked okay um, coming on. He kind of had like the quick feet, like the ability to kind of move through traffic that I think we were lacking. But in all honesty, I don't understand subbing your most. I don't get it. I, I, I say sub off Jackson Reagan for Jamar. That was kind of like the big thing for me because not only were the Sounders like off off the gas pedal by that point, but then you have the confusion at the back. I doubt Jackson Reagan's ever played with, with Jamar. I don't know if there's like a language barrier, but it seems as though communication is like a big issue for our back line at times. And it's, it's really annoying. But then he has a, a corner, um, get into the box, Sounders clear it out, and someone goes down in the San Jose box. I mean, in the Sounders box, of course. Um, there's a lot more diving in MLS now. And, of course, MLS sees an opportunity to have a little bit of drama. Um, their favorite thing. You know, MLS, look, if MLS can get something, can get eyes on, they're, they're hungry for attention. Anything to get them attention it is good, you know? So, right. follow along with the conspiracy theory. I can definitely imagine someone, you know, rang up thought, you know, on the little red phone and said, hey, so we see a potential little foul that, uh, that competent referees would probably let go, but since this is MLS, we're going to have you uh, go ahead and award that penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the 90th <laughs> minute. So why not? You know, we need a little bit of zhuzh for this game. You know, it's not good enough to just to just have a competent refereeing performance for once. You know what I'm saying? Like MLS going to MLS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course you're going to give the penalty. Ninety 90th minute plus minute. three minutes of stoppage time. And he awards the penalty in the 93rd minute. Of course it was going to happen. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen the second. By the way, what happened to that referee's face? No, I'm not trying to get personal. What happened to that referee's face? He looked like he stayed in the sun for a couple hours too long, and he still has not put any type of lotion, suntan, <laughs> ointment, nothing on, bro. Anyways, yeah. MLS is gonna MLS. Um, this was this should be embarrassing because I know a whole bunch of Pumas fans. I mean, this is right after Miami of, too. Well, you know, Mexican fans are watching, you know, watching the Sounders right now, and mm -hmm. they just shat the bed. So you know, um, hopefully the Sounders kind of get up with no, a little bit perfect. of their face. It's perfect. The Pumas it should fire Puma, them up. Pumas Twitter fans were uh, trying to talk shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, no, Miami, I would too. <laughs> I would too. Did you did you just see? So yeah, um, MLS is gonna MLS um, as much as fucking possible. Um, what a buzzkill! But this should be extra embarrassing because all of the Mexican fans are gonna be watching this stuff. But um, I think another thing that I'm kind of concerned about, or the only thing that I was concerned about before you know this capitulation, was the fact that so Pumas plays every four days. And they have like a hard out schedule. Every single game is important. Um, and like even even the one game that they would normally be able to let go, um, the 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 people that they're playing are <laughs> fighting for first. So they're about to get mollywopped. In the span of the time that we've you know played Miami and San Jose, they played two games already. But the thing is, like for me, I'm noticing that teams that play every four day, days tend to be in even better form than teams that play every seven about days. Liverpool. And I think our next game <laughs> is Pumas. <laughs> is Pumas... Well, 
And I think our next game is uh, Pumas away. And then I think our next game after that is actually still just um, Pumas at home. And I, I'm not saying we should have a game in between, but I just, I'm just always wary of the whole rest versus form thing. Because to me, form like beats FIFA rest does every it time. For like their manager modes and stuff. There's like fitness and then like sharpness. I think that's a good way of putting it. Like, there's a reason Lakonga failed to step into the team when we talked about that last week. Like, players need, as much as people say players need rest, they need game time just as much, you know? So. <laughs> um, I, I hate to be one of those, like, weird folks, but, like, if, you, if you're one of those people who, like, believes in body language, um... You would agree that a lot of it, um, for the sounders, that it was like pretty negative um, when simple stuff wasn't coming hmm. off. And I just thought it was kind of surprising because I was like, it, it looked as though I don't want to say guys were like giving up on stuff, but it looked like guys were exasperated or like exhausted, hmm. like in the first half. We looked great. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, shout out to San Jose. Um, you know, that new manager bounce and actually maybe playing like structured defense. Well, they once. had that one bad um, tackle, man. I was, I was heated like, at that one. We yeah, that guy almost blew out uh, Raul's knee. We looked really good. That's the thing about this game. That's what's kind of annoying, but it's also why yeah. I'm not like super pissed. It's because about seventy five percent of this game, that's, we looked that's how I looked at it too. Incredible. I was like, we look like, good. I don't want to switch off mentally in a in a cup final to make history. Are we really going to switch yeah. off mentally? I would hope not. You know, so I hope not. But it was easy to tell though, because I really love the fact that you made the comment about um, it looking like we switched off. Because in all honesty, we did, and I'm not. I I, I believe that you and I probably said, mm-hmm. probably noticed that at the same time. They seemed to like, taper off. Like as soon as that third goal was scored, they were just kind of like, okay, we're done. Like right. all right, cool. Now we're good. And then i don't know it's it's like they couldn't tell that san jose was hunting like the whole game like they those guys were not giving up and they actually I mean, it did pretty feel good. like it did feel like we we're gonna get a fourth and a fifth and maybe a sixth. like it, it really felt wide open in that big first 30 minutes of the game you you texted me and you were talking about the midfield you were like yo full power midfield like we look so good it's, it like, was everything we talked about in the last episode about ladero's role and like having the actual Tiago yeah. old guy next to him and or next to yeah, it was all that like all put together yeah. it was all set like, perfectly I literally texted and it was on you display. that we looked incredible and literally a minute later they scored that first half was ungodly <laughs> oh, yeah. man it was crazy because we were texting each other he's like yeah you called it the full power midfield and and all I could say was like Jordan is so hungry. You can tell he's ready to kill someone for just a goal. He's like he's looking like he wants to rip guys apart, mm-hmm. but also in his weirdly emo mopey way, almost. Either either way, um, <laughs> but I, like I really couldn't I couldn't believe I like that. that they scored so quickly after I said how good we looked because again our back line all you gotta do is just drop oh <laughs> yeah you gotta you just gotta drop that. a ball in the middle of our back line and they're just gonna be Man. discombobulated. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. It is what it is, bro. I know. We'll find out. We'll see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, okay. Searching off of, searching off of MLS. Moving. All right, bro. You go ahead and talk about Arsenal. I'm going to let you get you a little bit of shine. I got a little couple things I want to say about oh, Liverpool, man. but I've just been talking right there. So go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, man. So I started. So last night, it's, uh, it's Friday night. It's 
gotta get drunk with the homie Kush night. Shout out to Kush and shout out uh, to Kush. Shout out to his holiday earlier this week. His holiday. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we were up late <laughs> drinking, right? And so I was like, oh boy, like Arsenal. If there is one game I look forward to. Even more than Arsenal Tottenham, it's Arsenal Manchester United because I have so many Manchester United uh, friends, and I just I hate yeah. Manchester. Oh my god, they make my blood boil. Like I just yeah. and I watch Manchester United games out of like spite. Bro. You hate watching United. Dude, That's hilarious. Like you have to. This is the only time we've been able to, bro. My whole early Arsenal career yeah. was was them robbing our best not all the time but like they would they took Van Persie bro that one will always hurt deeper than anything and I will always I will crazy. always hate them like passionately because of this so I'll watch games just to watch Bruno we don't have to we don't have to go back down that Dude, yeah. I'll watch games just to watch Bruno flop to watch them choke away because Harry Mc dude the Harry Maguire arc is heaven for me this is this is the best content so what did Manchester United fans think or what were they all saying this week? They're not starting Harry Maguire. <laughs> and I was like, and they have to announce that they got Ten Hog as a manager. They always announce their managers before they play us. And so I was like, oh, okay. So they're going to get their little bounce. This might be a tough game. Uh, it was a tough game. I'm not trying to say it's not a tough game. But three to the good, one to the, the devils, man. Arsenal are okay. on an incredible so run of form. Quickly, go through it. I got I to gotta back up, though, because this... this Oh, <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. Basically, I stayed up all night. This guy's so excited. He can't get his thoughts <laughs> I stayed together. up all night to watch this game, bro. Because not only, not only three days ago, we took it to Chelsea at... <laughs> and we wow like we outplayed chelsea and every chelsea fans will be like oh that was impressive. everyone will say oh but they played such a weak lineup no 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 they played sar and they still played two of their other first choice center backs they brought on tiago silva at halftime uh conte was in the midfield bro i don't this uh something's going on i don't know what's happening but Granite Xhaka looks incredible, man. I don't know what's wrong with the universe right now. I serious and said, yo, I don't know what's happening, but... <laughs> yo, because, I mean, Granite Xhaka was looking good next to Party because we did the single pivot thing. And then, and then when Party gets hurt, everybody's like, oh, Granite Xhaka has to play deeper. No, Arteta stuck to his guns. Granite Xhaka is best when he has the freedom to not come back on defense all the time to stay a line higher to operate as the metronome <laughs> and wow. i didn't i forgot conte was in the game at times against chelsea bro and like yeah they had it seemed like they i was looking back at it like later and it seemed like they kind of dominated bits of the game because it had so much possession but realistically i yeah. think arsenal had the better chances and i think we created like more clear-cut opportunities yeah. than they did and they did a little, a little observation goal. I had real quick. Sorry, just to, just to pop in. Um, versus Chelsea, like I haven't, I I only saw the highlights of you guys versus United. You know, congrats and everything like that. But the one versus the game versus Chelsea is the one that impressed me the most. And what I noticed is that you guys looked, you looked more like Chelsea versus Chelsea than Chelsea did. If, oh, if that makes sense, gonna, like ooh. where your chances were really <laughs> threatening. Like you guys were like. You, you guys were managing the game. It looked like you guys were the bullies almost. Yeah. And like, it, like every time you guys went forward, it was like. It's because we got the Ramadan Rude Hullet 
bossing it up in the midfield, bro. <laughs> we got Pyramid Pirlo, uh, the Egyptian prince himself, Mohammed El Neni. Oh my but, god. Uh, yeah, the Egyptian prince exactly. Put him down one real quick. But uh no, I mean that's I mean I don't even have much to say about United. I just kinda wanted to talk shit about United. But like the Chelsea game is way more impressive to me because it was just such an amazing performance all around. Um I have to toot my own horn here because I have tweets from like April 2nd saying, and we talked about it on this podcast, I said we have to play Ben White at right back, we have to play Rob Holding in the middle with Gabrielle, that's our back four, that yo, becomes a back yo, five. Okay, I don't know who I was watching, but I was watching an Arsenal fan that was like going crazy about playing Ben White at right back and then at the end of the game where like at the recap he was like I have to apologize to our Bro, when I tell you Ben White at right back everybody on ahead. Twitter <laughs> like, everybody on like, Twitter was like oh this lineup's ass I was up at 3.30 waiting for the lineups to drop and then when they dropped the lineup they were like oh man the they're like are they really gonna guy, do yeah. this or no not 3.30 this was Chelsea but like still I was up watching the, the lineup video and they were like dude this is the first time we're gonna do this formation and it's against Chelsea formation yeah. lineup and I'm, yeah. I'm just like dude it makes so much sense and I've been saying it for weeks bro and like that is exactly when you talk about us looking like Chelsea that's the back four that becomes a back five because you have now three center backs operating right it allows Nuno Tavares, yeah. who is terrible defensively. He gave me at least five heart attacks during this United game today. Well, he gave he, the, is, he gave United a penalty. He did, and he probably should have given them another one. <laughs> and he lost the ball in the final third. Or the at least he scored one. Defensive what, is third. He, yeah. what does he do? He's just like a, a hyper-attacking fullback? Yeah, like hyper-attacking. He doesn't have the, really the touch to back it up. I'm not quite sure. Like Benfica people were even saying like they were confused about the signing, but he's 19 years old. I don't know. Maybe they just like him because he's fast and aggressive and they can like teach him the rest. Update me real quick on the, do you have anything more to say about Arsenal? Cause I almost want you to update me on the top four race real quick. Cause I know. Oh, I do need to say one last thing about Arsenal. Um, as much as I want to like, and oh, and the other thing was El Neni. I said play El Neni as a CDM. He's proven. He's not the sexy name. He's not the oldest that, but he always puts in a good shift, and he does just that against Chelsea and United back to back. He could be man of the match for both those games. Um, the other thing, Eddie and Ketia. I need to like formally apologize to Eddie and Ketia because I've oh, never I like once actually it. believed that this guy would be good enough to play at this club. I want him to start every single game, including the North London Derby, till the end of the season, man. Like, he fucked the Lacazette build-up shit. So, fuck all, like, the dumb arguments that they have about that. Give Eddie and Ketia the reins. Let him run. Um, yeah, I mean, and he just had that edge about him, that threat, right? So I was like, give him the games. Maybe even offer him a contract. I don't want to think too far ahead. Let's see what happens. Because he's a free agent, bro. He's a free agent next this uh, summer. So, um, yeah, top four. I guess, yeah, Tottenham. I can't lie. I really thought top four was a wrap. <laughs> and then uh, we go on this amazing week where we beat Chelsea United. And Tottenham, I thought, we're still going to keep winning all their games. This would keep us level on points. Tottenham have been going crazy with the goals recently, and uh, so their goal difference has shot up a lot, which then passed ours. But today, Ivan Tony and the gang did Arsenal a solid, man. 
Yo, Brentford is and, a serious uh, team. Yeah, I like, thought they were going to go Erickson. down like a month ago, dude. I can't lie. I hey, really bro, thought they Adam were going to. Christian Eriksen was wasn't just like a. You're, you're uh, right. A, a PR exactly move. It like it was like these guys were like, "Yo, we're about to get a world class attacking midfielder who puts in a hard shift." Knows how to move in a space, knows how to pass, knows how to shoot. We're about to get this man on a freebie. Like, it's crazy. Like, Christian Erickson is tearing up everybody. He's tearing every, up. Like, Tom, every he held his own team. He held his former team where he became a legend. Or, I, I don't know if Tottenham has right. legends. They never won anything. But, he, <laughs> he, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, he became a fucking monster at Tottenham and he basically helped hold them down to nothing basically and he looked incredible Brentford looked very good um I still that want was their Vieira play. moment I st- yo if we let go of Ritter for me you know, yo all right let me I'm not gonna talk about Liverpool yet sorry but I do want Ivan Tony for Liverpool still hey he's being linked with Arsenal heavily too now yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the player profile the they're looking for so we'll see we'll see um, if it's Arsenal Venga. oh yes did you see Arsenal or did you see Arsenal are like agreeing terms with Gabriel Jesus? Um, as like a okay. For I don't know if you did because you've been on I Twitter like for a pure striker, I like it. Yeah, I, I like it because he does have to be a pure striker. He can play on the wings, you know. He's arguably oh, yeah, just as good, yeah, if not true. better, you know, because he's such a good dribbler of the ball. And yeah, I think that's actually really underrated. Yeah, he has. I mean, at moments, he's, like, playing out. He looks like R9 out there, bro, at moments. And then at moments, he looks like, I don't know, like some random Brazilian national team striker that never really made their mark on the team. Right. You know, so it's hard to tell, you know. All right, man. So let me just talk about Liverpool, man. Wow, man. We are flying. If I thought the Sounders looked good, we look, like we, we look pretty good in CCL, right? But... Dog, like the way we look right now, Liverpool, we look like a whole different team now. We legitimately do not really play even in the same style that we did even two years ago. I want to say two years ago was like the like the peak was like the last or like the peak of our um like gig and pressing style, and then last year we tried to go like more control but everyone was injured and this year everything's clicking we we're bro we drew man city we cleaned up against benfica we came back to play man city and beat them how dare you play a secondary lineup versus liverpool and yeah i was about to say who that wasn't full you? strength man city but who props are liverpool, you bro? you gotta you gotta shove it right back down their throats and say you know don't, don't do so, that don't play those games with us so no fuck that so um i mean zach stefan had a had a, had a blinder uh, well is a blinder a good thing or a bad thing i'm pretty sure it's a, ba- a bad thing but he just had a stinker bro and it's sad but um Honestly, I'm kind of worried about the USA's prospects for the World Cup. Quick segue because Zach Steffen is looks like garbage. Matt Turner is about to put himself in the same situation, which is for me. I don't care where you play as a goalkeeper. Your goalkeeper has to be starting. He has to be starting. I don't care. You could tell me how good Romero used to be for Argentina. He was the third choice goalkeeper for Manchester United. I don't care about how good he is, bro. He doesn't start enough. Zach Steffen barely starts these games and he looks like garbage the minute he comes up against a team as good as his. 
it's pretty concerning. Matt Turner is about to go to Arsenal for fucking what? To sell shirts. Because he's not going to play. Arsenal, who knows if Arsenal are even going to have any other games to play more than once a week anymore. <laughs> I mean, not, you know, not getting on y'all head or nothing. I'm fucking with You're you. You're talking but. to the clear fourth place position. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll Two points ahead of Tottenham. We'll revisit this in a week, my friend. But in all honesty, um, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but it makes sense. Um, you never want to be a backup goalkeeper anywhere. You always want to be starting. I don't care if you got to drop down a division. Fucking start. Just play games. That's all you have to do. I never understood Zach dream, Steffen man. going to City. I never... Zach Steffen... So Manchester City, for some reason, decided to buy Zach Steffen. And because of that, MLS gave him a goalkeeper of the year award as 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 a reward <laughs> for getting signed instead of giving it to uh, Stefan against Zach Stefan but I'm not I've never been impressed by him. Um Matt Turner I, I, I he's not gonna outfight Ramsdale for a fucking position. Anyways bro sorry let's segue back into Liverpool man. Um and then we and then we played Manchester United and we Shat on them. We sh- we pulled our pants down, hiked oh, up. Oh, you know, shat on them, bro. Fuck. And it. you know what we need to talk oh. about? You know what we need to talk about? What? Because Bruno Fraudnandez, this oh man has God. been nothing short of terrible. He's a god. Ralph says, has bro, taken over. We literally were playing against ten men when we played them, bro. That man. It was- feels like that. And and everything that people have complained about Cristiano Ronaldo, like the attitude and all that shit, that's Bruno, bro. Against against us today, bro, he looked all like every time he made a run, he didn't get the ball. It was just like like grumpy, like this complaining. And I'm sure he yep. did it against Liverpool also. Yep. Also, Bruno missed the a huge penalty in our game. We didn't mention that. So yeah. Bruno doing his thing again. Best midfield in the world, as Manchester United fans called him last year. You I'm see, so happy like that we're finally like getting our just, point proven about this guy. He's like always getting in their way. He's always getting in the way of something. Yeah. And it's funny. Uh, he he epitomizes like hero ball, like basketball hero ball. Like that's Bruno. He wants to oh, do yeah, that. No, and it just will not work. The thing about Liverpool's press that's kind of carried over into our new control scheme. Hang on, I'm about to get back into it. But the thing that um, has carried over from the Gagan pressing era is the trigger. And anybody who likes to be the maverick or likes to be the hero, they are always the trigger. That's always the target. If you and like the way we played against Manchester United, every single time Bruno got the ball or was going for, or wanted to get the ball, oh my! I just check him. Like, you either get the ball off of him, you either, like, put a stick of toe, you know, toe poke, get the ball off of him, check him, he'll he's not down. strong, even though he, he blow, thinks, You just, like, breathe, and then he'll just fall well, over. Well, if, <laughs> if you stand him up and actually make him use his body, you re- you'll realize he has no strength, and then you can just, like, just knock the ball off him. Like, it's so funny watching it. Man, we, we, we destroyed them. Real quick. I want to say shout out, bro. Our second goal versus Manchester United, the way we built up, bro. That build up was insane. Shout out to Sadio Mane, who is our new replacement for Roberto Firmino. Our new signing, Sadio Mane, <laughs> replacing nice. Roberto Firmino as our center forward. Bro, that that final pass he had to Mohamed Salah, that little wraparound tw- backwards pass twist. Oh, my God, bro. 
I'm appreciating Monty's distribution a lot more now in this. In he's a ten. Position. He's, like, he's not just an. He's like a, he's like a nine and a half, bro. He's like a he's a ten. You know. Mm-hmm. I'll say I'll like him in the him in the center. He's so different from him out wide. Like Sadio Mane is a street footballer. He's a street baller in the middle versus like a pure athlete modern footballer out wide. And I don't know. I guess maybe mm-hmm. this ability to express himself and kind of dip in and out of space versus just trying to race guys um, is doing a lot better for him. His ability to pass and and I mean. His partnership with Salah, him and Salah actually look like they're best friends now because they play closer to each other now, and they can play off of each other. But, real quick, I will say, dog, Tiago has finally gelled in the squad, and it is a wrap for you niggas. Everybody, like, bro, Tiago looks like if Xavi Hernandez was a defensive midfielder. Does that make sense, bro? Bro, this guy has this guy has the control. Yeah, I mean, ability. Xavi Hernandez did play some defensive midfield at times. No, so. but like like Thiago's like tenacious, and then his positioning is a lot more. Like he he tends to be he tends to kind of chill out in the, on his half uh half of midfield or whatever. But I've noticed recently that he likes to push up a lot more now. But he like he's not really the final pass guy every single time he's had a few beautiful chip like that beautiful chip to um i think it was was it sadio mane versus versus city in the cup oh my god that beautiful volley that mane hit an outside of the boot shot and curled it inside the post oh yeah and i don't know if it hit the floor that shit was beautiful, but Tiago's not usually the final pass guy. Tiago is usually like mm, you could say a, a third of the field behind, just controlling everything. But the mm-hmm. thing is, the reason I compare him to Chavi is because, like, he passes guys into space if he needs to. He'll pass to feet if he needs to. He'll he'll pull out some crazy long pass if he needs to. But nine times out of ten, he will make the responsible decision and just. Boom! Dump it off to someone. Or, but but he doesn't just dump it off like the way Genie Wijnaldum does, like only backwards or only sideways. No, Tiago passes forward all the time. So basically, he's like a conduit. He kind of like lets everyone like like how like uh, last episode I was talking about Albert Ruznak helping us control the midfield, and w- now we have a secondary supply. That's kind of what Tiago is, because Trent is still our main playmaker, but like Tiago is there to kind of make sure we always have the ball so now our attacking now our five forwards are all running interchanging mixing up positions because they can afford to because they're always getting the ball back or like we, we're, we're turning into a control-based team looking a lot more european and this might be the sexiest iteration of liverpool that i think i've ever seen there are Liverpool fans all over the place talking about, I've been watching Liverpool for 51 years. I've been watching these motherfuckers since 68. I've seen us. I was there for that legendary stretch of European Cups in the 70s. And like, this is the best Liverpool I've t- team I've seen since then. You got 50-year-olds talking about, this is the best Liverpool team I've ever seen, bro. We ain't even won nothing yet, bro. Honestly, like, <laughs> like no, I mean, shout True, out to that huh? Manchester City team, right? Like, that just shows the influence that money has on the game now. But these guys still haven't really won anything. They won, they've, like, had to scratch out about every up. single trophy that they've got when they should be winning tons of trophies, you know? We look incredible. Right. 
We look we're so, getting so, the crunch so time on the trophy. Good. Shout so out to Allison. About to, we're about to see. Um, Nabi Keita is. Oh my God. Uh, shout out to Jurgen Klopp for realizing that Nabi Keita is the answer and not Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson has a role, but it's not starting next to Thiago and Fabinho. No, sir. No, sir. Yeah, realizing it, starting him versus City the second time, um, we were in control from the beginning. We dominated City. I'm more excited about the City games than I am the Manchester United game. Um, that one was fun. A, a nice little bit of schadenfreude, but in all honesty, we destroyed them 5-0, like, first game of the season. So I'm, I'm straight. Like, I was already good, you know? 9-0 aggregate versus them. It's cool, but that's what you're supposed to do against bottom-of-the-table teams, you know? Um, so I'm very excited for our final of the FA Cup versus Chelsea. Um, Chelsea will be looking to get a lot of anger and frustration now versus us um, for winning the League Cup against them, um, for what Real Madrid did to them in Champions League, and also for kind of everything that's going on with them. Um, like I said, Chelsea is a, like a big ass money club, but like the one thing that they were able to do that I don't think Manchester City or PSG have are able to do is like is like foster that like community spirit or like a feeling of like a club, you know? Uh, they have a personality, yeah, you know? They have a they have a really defiant like rough and tumble personality. Um and I Chelsea can, have no Chelsea have no real fans, man. And like I don't know. Did you hear the chants during that Arsenal? Yeah, well, game, that's bro? why their fans are so toxic and and poisonous. Did you hear the Did you hear the chant? That shit was so disrespectful. What they say? <laughs> they were saying there's like there's nobody here. There's nobody here. Just like the old days. There's nobody here. <laughs> it was just, more like colorful than that. I'm sure. Like just like the who? There's nobody fucking here. No, like they were going crazy. Oh, and shit. It was just, you could just hear Arsenal chants the whole game. Nice. It's empty. Like the it. stadium's empty, right? Because of the that oh, yeah. the sanctions, so that's a but yeah, funny. keep going. I know you guys are on the resurgence. I know you're excited, bro. Um, but I'm excited too. I I can't believe we're I can't believe Villarreal beat Bayern Munich in the championship. Yeah, League. shout out to shout out to Villarreal. Villarreal um beating, you know, the villains who Wait, you guys are playing them, right? Mm, yeah, but literally just today, Bayern beat Borussia Dortmund to clinch their 10th title in a row. A month early. A whole month early. PSG won also, I think. Let's stop talking about German football for a full switch. <laughs> Anyways, alright, so, no, Villarreal, we're about to play those guys, and I mean, it's gonna be a test. Cause you know, it's a tough game to predict, bro. You just don't know what to expect with Una Emery. Una Emery is almost like the opposite of Antonio Conte. In that he is a cup master, and he's been very good. He's gotten a lot of teams to the Europa League, um, or Europa, whatever, through the Europa League, and he's done very well with Villarreal. I I'm not gonna predict that we lose or anything like that, but I know right. they're gonna have some stuff up their sleeve. Right, um, Ar- Arnold Danjuma, I think is his name, bro. That guy Danjuma. is special. Mm-hmm. He is. Very, very quick. He's a pretty good finisher. He has quick, light feet, and um, he seems devoted to be getting. He seems to be devoted to getting better in football. Because I remember he was playing for Bournemouth, I think, and he was like whatever. But then he went to Villarreal and he like devoted himself to just improving, and he's gotten much better. 
Um, Samuel Apparently, Lucelso looks incredible there too. I mean, Francis he's, he's, he's taking, looks a, he's taking a whole there bunch too. of Premier League rejects. Uh, you can call them rejects, I guess. Whatever. Uh, to me, it's he. To me, he's taken a group of pretty good guys who couldn't make it in the Premier League, and he's turned them into like a very cohesive unit. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's hilarious how many of those guys are like former Tottenham and Arsenal guys, <laughs> especially the Tottenham guys. I mean, Francis like, Cockrum, yeah, Lasosa. Um, Lasosa was useless. One uh, yeah. fourth was useless at Tottenham. A lot of these guys, I mean, a lot of these guys have the same problem though, and it's just speed of play. Like Coughlin was never like the fastest guy. He's a pretty smart player, but like Coughlin um, has become one of Villarreal's most important players. That's that's right. for sure. He's he's even it, played it center back for the, them. The Spanish style, I feel like more. That's yeah, yeah. Well, this guy, anyways, Danjuma um, is going to be who we have to pay a lot of attention to. Um, they have a lot of good midfielders, but. Anyways, I don't know. I've always had a soft spot for Villarreal because they were always like, I just always liked the fact they wore all yellow, and like, mm-hmm. and, but like their accent color was blue. I was like, oh, that's classy, you know. And right. I don't know the yellow submarine, and they've always been a small team. I've always liked Villarreal, so um, I want Liverpool to, uh, you know, cover the earth with their remains, but. At the same time, you know, they're a cute little club and uh, uh, hopefully hopefully it's been a good run, but you know, hopefully we can we can take their heads off. Um same thing with Chelsea. I want us Chelsea got their heads taken off. Already. There's a there's a there's a possibility that we see Manchester City in the Champions League final if we can incredible. get past Villarreal. Um yeah. honestly, yeah. if we can get past Villarreal, I would rather see City than see Real Madrid. Liverpool or the semis. Or Liverpool are of you know you know European history throughout, but as we know, Real Madrid exists to to win the European Cup, and for some reason, I don't think we've ever beat Real Madrid throughout our history. We never really played them that many times. Um, right, I but, can't think. Yeah, I mean, we you know so, but we've we've never beat them at, at the same time. We don't seem to really if have ever, that same in history. I don't think so. Again, we've only played them five times, but um, Arsenal have, you know. Uh, yeah, bro. Okay, bro. All right, bro. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? Us Arsenal has done the Champions League. That's never been done by anybody else. Are you ready? We're coming back, baby. Next season, Get, getting spanked ten two to Bar- to to Bayern, then getting spanked by Barcelona, then getting spanked again by. But how do you, you Bayern? Yeah, literally we got own Barcelona. You guys. Bayern Munich literally own you guys, bro. Yeah, if you I mean, Bayern own it. Bayern, Bayern own it. Bayern Munich own. <laughs> Bayern own an entire league. Clubs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> they so, own an entire league. We're in a big, big club God, with that one. So ten leagues in a row, bro. In all seriousness, that's depressing as fuck. Ten yeah. leagues in a row. Seriously, I, like in all honesty. Like if that was to happen in the U.S., I would hope that the supporters create a trophy for second place. Seriously, and have like a bigger party for second place. Well, that's first. the thing is like if if European like leagues adopted the salary cap format, it wouldn't happen, you know. But well, but there is there is a lot to be said about a team that has continued success throughout history, having more resources because of it. Like that's just the European way. Yeah, that's how teams like Manchester United stayed on top for so long until you know until we got to money ball today so well you know um, well also you know the fa just being littered with fans clear fans of of the team you know good old manchester right. united i need liverpool to stay dominant Real Madrid, to where I we have that. <laughs> yeah i need i need 
Liverpool to stay dominant long enough to where that is also true for us, where we just have that institutional advantage. It's hard to like, compete because, oh, I mean, well. now Holland's going to go to Man City. Like, you, at some point, it's it's not sustainable, I feel like. But if there's anybody that's breaking, like, the stigma, it is Liverpool. Like, they're giving all, all the other clubs hope oh, that they, too, can one day get it right. City, bro. But if City really get Holland, bro, it's just like, come on, what are we really doing anymore? Like, I don't know. actually honestly. the point? I don't know, but I'm I'm loving how we're looking right now. I'm just excited. The right, fact that we're season. still the fact that we're still this far into it with the possibility of winning three other trophies. I'm not gonna be an idiot. And you're right there, say, like oh a quadruple. Like how how fucking likely is that, right? Like not yeah, don't, very, don't do that. But all I'm gonna say is that the fact that we seem like things are looking bright. We just have to execute, have to keep their heads. Klopp has been managed masterful with the rotation. We do not, we're not very injury prone right now. We lost a whole bunch of players earlier this season, but we seem to be picking back up. Um, everyone's staying fit. Everyone's slotting in. We're pulling guys and we're putting guys out where the tactics are changing depending on what player we're, where we have on the field, which by definition is not a system. Okay. Even though we, yeah, we still do kind of play with system. It's becoming a lot more, a lot more variated and free. So now different players are affecting different styles. And I'm just very excited because as long as Tiago and Fabinho were on the pitch, I, the the sky is the fucking limit, bro. Honestly. Watch out, world. Arsenal's on the up. Liverpool is, is looking incredible. The Sounders shot the bed today, but... Um, you we'll know, see in a few weeks. We'll, 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 we'll see how it looks uh, down down at the University of Mexico down there for Pumas. So, um, yeah, but this has been your boy Vince Scully. And your boy Nick Solo. And we are. Hey, hey, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me drop it off. Let me end it with a, with okay. a little fact I saw on Twitter today. Uh because <laughs> you know i'm buzzing i'm buzzing about my team uh -huh. emil smith Rowe, bukai saka first pair of under 21s in the premier league to both hit 10 goals since Cristiano ronaldo and wayne rooney oh wow and with that nick solo is out <laughs> <laughs> all right man whatever hey peace out <laughs>